Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of CoreCast. This is your host, Tim. And I'm Mikey. And this is Sahil. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to a brand new, exciting episode of CoreCast. So, without further ado, so Tim, I was I was recently watching X-Men, and there's a super mutant or whatever you want to want to call this this entity that can uh, called Nightcrawler that can teleport from one place to the next. And I was thinking, like, with enough genetic variation, is that something I can do? Like, can I ever hope to become Nightcrawler? I would say may, maybe not through genetics, but in the realms of physics, we actually have some sort of research paradigm that that kind of achieves something similar. But so far, not quite on the not quite on a person level, but more on I, like the particle level. Of course, to some extent, you can argue that a person is just made of particles. So the first step would just be to see, can we teleport one particle? And then the second question is, uh, after we try to teleport one particle, can, can we teleport multiple particles? Yeah, two, is two is much harder than one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's just say, so far, I mean, obviously, technologically, it's not possible to teleport you, Sahil, like the, the Nightcrawler. But if, if Sahil, you were composed of just one particle, yeah, it, it's actually quite, quite plausible. It, it has been done, actually. So, so you're telling me all I need to do is just become one particle and then I'm good? Yeah. If, if you encode the entirety of Sahil into one particle, yeah, we can teleport it. We, we need, we, we're going to need some uh, you know, experimental physicist colleague to set up a lot of experimentation a bunch of laser beams, you know, and, and whatnot. And yeah, we can set up that experiment, quantum teleportation. Wait, 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 I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I saw my Google News that they've teleported multi-particle states. I would not be surprised, yeah, so. Yeah, it's an engineering feat at that point, but I mean, the point is it's possible, uh, proof of concept. Uh, what, what's so difficult about teleporting actually? Like, what, why can't we do it? It's a limitation. Yeah, so I think I think first we have to understand what what exactly does it mean. Yeah, uh, yeah let's establish that first. <laughs> to teleport, like, what is teleportation, right? Is it just really fast movement? Because you know, with Nightcrawler, you could argue that he's not genuinely teleporting. You could argue that he's, um, you know, just moving very so fast, imperceptible that like you know uh, his movements are imperceptible. That's one notion. <laughs> there are also some some additional theoretical constraint. For example, Einstein's theory says that you cannot travel faster than the speed of light. So even though there are these physics experiments that does what we call quantum teleportation, which we can get into later, uh, we're still constrained by the fact that you cannot teleport something faster than the speed of light. So to some extent, the best you can do is, you know, maybe a, a person or a particle can go from one place to another at the speed of light, but but on 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 a surface, right? This seems pretty silly because quite a few particles already do that. They move at the speed of light, so you can you can kind of question that. Be like, well, who cares? You know, like you know, what is teleportation then? Like, it's it's clearly not just moving particles from point A to point B. Oh, so then I I, I ask you, Tim, what is teleportation? Yeah, so I would say reading through some of the, this literature, there is kind of a more concrete definition, and it's actually quite simple. So instead of moving particles, teleportation is really just movement of um, information, basically. 
is moving information about some object at the speed of light from one location to another. And in such a way that you can use those information to reconstruct particular configurations of say particles basically, right? So that is uh, teleportation. So on surface, it seems kind of like, it doesn't sound so glamorous. It's like, ah, you know, you're just moving some stuff at the speed of light. Like, aren't we doing it already? Like we have fiber internet, like what's up with that? But, but it, it's actually a little more subtle than you think, yeah. I would I would think I'm already doing that somewhat on a computer. I mean, minus the the signals don't travel at the speed of light, but I could imagine like sending photons instead of electrons through my computer. Wouldn't that be a form of teleporting? Yeah, unfortunately, that would not. And and here's why, right? Like, imagine Tim is made up of like, you know, you know, maybe you can kind of argue that. Uh, uh, all the information about me, my consciousness, my memory or whatever, is just a bunch of information. And you can say, hey, how, you know, it's, it's like one of those Black Mirror episodes or whatever. Why don't we just upload it to the cloud, you know, go from, send, send it to an email from one place to another, right? But it turns out that when you do that on a classical computer anyway, it's not a 100% copy. You never copy all of it. For, for one thing, the, the, the information you copy has a finite size. It could be like gigabytes, terabyte, or, or, or whatever. Because, because classical computers have finite precisions, right? You, you can sort of, sort of imagine, hey, my memory of some numbers, like, you know, 1.23, blah, blah, blah. But really, in the real world, that memory is sort of stored in a continuous, you know, it's, it's, it's in a real number. It's irrational. It's got infinite precisions. Like, you can't literally like there's no way for us to literally copy all that on the internet it will take forever uh the internet or the whatever information teleportation we have it's incomplete so this is where quantum physics come in when we teleport quantum uh when we say quantum teleportation we're talking about quantum information and these quantum information are defined by real numbers complex numbers that have infinite precision and when you teleport information in this way, you're teleporting everything about a, a quantum state to infinite precision from point A to point B, you know, close to the speed of light. Like that's what uh, tele quantum teleportation is. And that's why it's more, I guess, impressive than just using the internet and emails and all that. So can you, for, for our listeners, can you at a high level, like really quickly break down what is like this classical information? What is quantum information? Wait, 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 wait. Can, I, can, I, can I push back up on that a little bit? Sure. Okay, because, um, you know, like, I feel like Tim is saying that, uh, you know, the act of quantum teleportation is not similar to the idea of like, you know, sending packets to the internet because of the fact that, you know, when you send classical packets, there's some, you know, you get some error rate, right? And that could accumulate. But I just wanted to point out that from a, from a process point of view, quantum teleportation is very similar to sending packets through the internet, but the ability to send, as Tim said, perfectly high fidelity, zero error, zero loss packets through the internet, it is in a sense, uh, the act of like deconstructing you in one place and reconstructing you in another place. That is different from what a lot of people think of when they think of teleportation. Like, you know, if they've seen like Nightcrawler, his teleportation is just like moving really fast, right? 
But what is a genuine teleportation? Is it actually, is it like back to the future, like traveling through time? You know, there are solutions to Einstein's equation that some argue will admit things like this, but when we talk about quantum teleportation uh, and genuine, what, what I would call a true form of teleportation, it, it is this ability to deconstruct you and reconstruct you with perfect uh, fidelity in another location. And it's surprising that this is possible. <laughs> I guess like, so So go, going back to my original question about, um, can we briefly describe what quantum information is for people who are, who are not as familiar with it, just super high level, like conceptually? Because when you talk about like teleporting information, is that different than like teleporting me or like the particles in me? What does it mean to teleport information? I'm wondering if it's useful to distinguish quantum and classical information, because I think you could, everything we're talking about could go through if you uh, mix quantum and classical information together. The point is that, um, yeah, as Tim mentioned, when you send packets to the internet, there's some, there's some error. You're not sending the actual true whole amount of the information. Um, if you could do that, then it would be kind of a form of teleportation. And yeah, that's the main question. Can you... Can you perform this operation like deconstructing me and reconstructing me at some distant place? Um, can you perform this without error? I guess compared to classical information and quantum information, certainly you can distinguish it in, in, in some formal way. Like classical information is, is denoted by bits, right? Zeros and ones. And then quantum information is kind of the unit of it, it is denoted by qubits. And then there's a lot of you know technical mathematics, linear algebra and whatnot. But I think on, at a high level, we can sort of not think about those too deeply because at the end of the day, classical information is quantum information because the world is quantum mechanical. Yeah. Like, you know, like what else is there? I would say that classical information is just a very coarse greening way of thinking about information. You're just thinking of averages, let's say. Like imagine you have like a thousand quantum particles. The, the average location of them it's a meaningful thing to talk about. And that's like classical information, basically. If you say it that way, it's really a resolution, right? You're talking yeah, about like basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, classical computers, they they use they use particles, silicon, right? Those are ultimately quantum mechanical, but we don't care about those quantum mechanical properties because com computer chips are large, right? Uh, the 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 electrical properties are based on averages of these particles. So really, we're just talking about huge averages of quantum information. That's what classical information is. When you look at zeros and ones, these are averages of some properties of some electrons, and, and you're kind of coarse graining it in some ways, right? But, but it turns out that there's so much more information about a particle than just these averages. I mean, obviously, when you, when you deeply look at particles, it's not just that, oh, a particle has a location here or there, or has some property we call spin, you know, up, down, left, right, something like that. Quantum physics goes beyond. It's more like, um, it's more like a continuum, you know, but it's beyond. And there's something called entanglement, meaning that when you add multiple particles together, uh, the, the sum, it, 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 there's this phrase, right? The sum of the whole is much greater than the, the sum of the individual, it exponentiate. There's all no, 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 combinations. I think the, the way people see that usually is uh, the um, 
the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. That's the phrase, yeah. I, I didn't frame it properly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, so a lot of quantum information just has to do, you know, it, it's first of all, a more precise form of classical information. And in addition to that, there's entanglement. There's information in entanglement. And entanglement is gone in everyday life because we keep taking these averages. But, but fundamentally, entanglement exists. So there's so much more information than we're utilizing in our everyday world. And when we talk about real teleportation, we need to teleport those, those bits as well, basically. We need to teleport the whole, the whole thing wholesale. So, so that's what we're talking about, the whole thing, basically. Yeah, so I, I think to summarize the, the task of teleportation we're talking about, Sahil, is can you develop an algorithm that can take apart Sahil atom by atom, particle by particle, transport it to another place and reconstruct that um, from this pile of dust uh, <laughs> in a way that is exactly, perfectly uh, <laughs> lossless? So, so I have a question about that. So if, like, if you, if you, if you're basically trying to teleport, there are going to be errors that arise from like, I don't know, from the system, external, external events happen, maybe a photon comes and mucks it up or something like that. And you get these errors. And how would you know that you copied with 100%? Because when you're measuring things, like us classically, when we measure things, we can't measure things to infinite precision. So how would you ah. know that you actually have teleported, even like in theory? I don't know. So when you're talking about like a photon possibly like ruining the calculation, that's actually not true. It, it, it does make it more complicated, right? So what you have to do to actually teleport you is I have to put a sphere around you and capture everything that, uh, you know, could leave when it scatters off of you, that includes the photon. So once the photon scatters off of you, it's now entangled with you. It's now kind of part of you. Oh. And we have to track that. And so one way to do it would be to, uh, you know, take a sphere around you and set up an atom bomb inside. So you get blasted to the exterior. And I, I get, I get, you know, 100% of the particles. <laughs> uh, but then I would, I would need a descrambling device that could take that mess. Uh, I'm now I'm very sure I have like 100% of Sahil um, encoded in this sphere where I set up the atomic bomb and blasted you to a billion pieces. But um, someone with access to that sphere could potentially write an algorithm to descramble you. Yeah, so I think if, if, if Sahil, you really, let's say you want, really want to teleport to point A, from point A to point B, let's say point B is some place in Andromeda Galaxy, whatever, right? you kind of have to have a, quite a bit of leap of faith. So, so imagine Sahil had some classical physicist friend who are very capable, okay? And they say, hey, Sahil, we're gonna break you apart, take the, all the classical information and try to reconstruct you with biology, genetics and whatnot, right? Uh, and chances are Sahil is gonna suffer a very gruesome death, got picked apart, there's DNA sequence, and then they're just gonna recreate another person who's almost definitively not Sahil, but then we'll have his DNA and be like close to Sahil, right? And we regenerate him, let's say in Andromeda. Like that's a horror so, movie. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> so 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 if if, if it's Sahil, literally Frankenstein actually, it's literally Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 that wouldn't be quite like actual teleportation, right? But then but then 
in, imagine Sahil, okay, talk to some quantum physicist, also highly capable, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then, then, then what, what, what that might do is, first of all, uh, they're going to set up what we call an entanglement system. And, 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 and let's say someone wants to teleport Sahil from Earth to Andromeda, somebody could set up some laser beam to send really entangled particle, uh, let's say a bazillion of them. So they are, they, a bazillion of them are on Earth and a bazillion of them are, are sent to Andromeda, okay? And then we're gonna do some like finagling, you know, physics magic to, to change our system, okay? And those changes are gonna be captured at Andromeda because those particles are entangled, okay? Okay, but once this experiment is done, also, you know, it wouldn't be pleasant for Sahil. He's going to suffer, like, a lot of <laughs> experimentation, <laughs> okay? But then, but, then, but then now, all the information is kind of somewhat scrambled up in, at Andromeda. And then we, we gather the result of the experiment. And so, so it has to be accompanied by some classical information. And we send a spaceship out to Andromeda. And then combined with that information, someone can actually reconstruct the information of Sahil. Now that sort of, now, and, and then and we, we, we construct, I don't know, somebody like Sahil. When you do that, that's a much higher fidelity type of teleportation. And I think in that sense, it's more, more like a genuine copy of Sahil. I guess, I guess from Sahil's your perspective, you're gonna feel like, holy crap, your body's breaking apart. And then maybe like, I don't know, your consciousness will go through some kind of a wormhole, whatever. And then you just reappear in uh, Andromeda and be like, oh, I'm still, I'm still alive magically. Oh, I never thought about that. What would that feel like? You would experience, <laughs> you would experience dying. And then at, was... <laughs> at, at a definitively, at, at a locally unambiguous later point in space and time, you would experience rebirth, <laughs> the feeling of the feeling of being reconstructed. I <laughs> would feel so weird. Wow, I never thought about what that would feel like. Yeah, so I think classically you wouldn't feel that. So I will, I'll be, I'll be sorry to say, yeah, you, you, you are legit dead. Like that, that was just Sahil number two. But quantum mechanics can save you. Quantum mechanics can save you. <laughs> and, and, and indeed, it, it's very deep, right? So quantum mechanics has what we call the no cloning, no deleting theorem. Basically, it, it says that the precise information of Sahil, you can neither copy it nor destroy it, basically. So if you really, truly reconstruct those information somewhere else, that's legit Sahil, because we couldn't have copied it properly. We couldn't have deleted it properly. So if we appear in a different location, for all intended purpose, that is Sahil, like, you know, as opposed to classically, we're just doing like a crappy job of copying, like a Frankenstein Sahil copy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. And not only is it possible to make an exact copy of Sahil, but the theorem that Tim mentioned um, says that it has to be possible for someone to do that, no matter how long, no matter how far you go into the future, it has to be possible for someone to decode this. What? Why is it possible? Like, why does it have to be possible? Well, your information is essentially never destroyed. It's just scattered. Um, that's one of the, you know, maybe lemmas of this theorem is that, you know, to a, in a very real way, when, when you die, you're, you're scattered. You're not like over. <laughs> and there's a theorem that says that you have to essentially have to be reconstructable. Oh. So who knows what happens after we die? Oh, is that what? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go. <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy though. Is, think about that. Does that mean sufficiently in the future, like we'd be able to recreate everyone who whoever existed, or is that just like a pipe dream? It would take it. Yeah, it would take more computational powers to go farther into the future, but after a certain point, it's all the same. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if there's a universe overlord that has uh, infinite, I don't know, like simulator physics, sort of physics powers, or like yeah, computational resources, human reconstructing human life would probably be pretty far down the list, you know. Yeah, it wouldn't be a good use of resources. Yeah, it'll be like but... ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's in in that sense, it's like it's it's kind of saved on tape. Even if you never use those resources, right? And then is it really gone? I guess how would this computation take place? Like if you had somebody who had like that much computational power, just people are literally looking into that now. Like what are the limits of uh, this computation? Um... <laughs> I, I would like to add that it's not even, you shouldn't even think of it as computation. The bits, you know, if, if someone were trying to descramble the info, about Sai Hill and trying to reconstruct him. Like, it's not, it's not like you're computing something. You're literally taking the bits of Sai Hill and re-scrambling back up. No, people call that uncomputing, right? Is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, it's not so much like- But it's literally the same as the computation. Well, I guess to some extent, that's the only real way of computation, right? Because yeah. a classical <laughs> machine, the computation is pretty lame, right? You make a car, you make some, loose copy with fi finite precision yeah. and you just try it again and again no, but it's the same principle i mean in classical computers you have on computation algorithms it's you know yeah. how do you restore the memory <laughs> and make it reusable again yeah well although although one thing to add is inevitably oh. there, there's going to be some form of error like all these teleportation like achievements like in china and there's this few other countries in, in um and U.S. and actually, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not too familiar with the literature. Uh, most of them have some error rate. The fidelity isn't perfect. So you know, Sahil, if you really want to teleport, that's uh, you got to have some. Wait, 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 wait. Let's be clear, though. The, the the reason is because that comes from the fact that you can't guarantee you have every single photon that right interacted yeah. with the system. It's a, like if in in a in a um yeah, that's a hardware issue, right? Yeah, <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> So chances are, <laughs> we're very unlikely to surpass that, you know, anytime in the near future, especially for Sahil, you have so many particles, e even like a 95 success rate. When you, when you, when you have to do this, do the same thing for like 10 to the, what, 20, 30 particles that I don't even know how many that, that, that's a tough bar to, to clear. That's a, well, if you're, if you're using um, hardware that is made out of uh you know, it, it's almost like trying to build like a watch gear system using parts made of Lego blocks, right? Like the parts have to be smaller than the when you're trying to build. So as long as we're using classical hardware to do these quantum experiments, um, there's always going to be some error rate, but that's coming from the classical side. You know, the dream of quantum computing is to essentially be able to manipulate particles, use particles to store the information instead of these ones and zeros, these electrical signals and wires. So that's why I was kind of like, 
laugh when people talk about using quantum computers to, to do encryption and decryption. It's easier to make a universe than it is to decrypt a password. Because <laughs> um, literally, if you have a quantum computer, you're essentially using particles, fundamental particles, to store the information and manipulate and do computations that way. If you can do that, then you can easily teleport from one place to another, at least with, within the computer. Um, so the question is, how big is your quantum computer? <laughs> oh, so what I'm getting from this is that theoretically, it's possible to teleport in this way, but pragmatically, just like it's probably not going to happen anytime soon because you need to keep inside a quantum computer. It can happen. Ah, the, in the literature, people have done teleportation. They have some device to send laser beams entangled, which entangle some, you know, light particles, photons, from one let's say one island to another. And then they could do basically quantum computation to to muck around and then and teleport the information of an extra particle from point A to point B. So that so those have been done with with like ninety percent fidelity, or there probably some like more complicated configuration that they have tried. Um, so 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 that that's already a reality that's been done. But to I would say um, absolutely zero error. Uh, quantum teleportation of the kind that Tim, Tim is talking about can only be achieved inside the physical apparatus of a quantum computer. Oh. A quantum computer is, is literally, its job is to teleport information from one place to another. If we're saying that uh, the analogy of uh, you know, transmitting information classically, um, transmitting information in a quantum mechanical way, if you think about it, yeah, a quantum computer is literally just sending quantum information um, in an error-free way from one point to another inside the computer. Yeah, although I would say some a lot of people might not might argue that that's not so much about teleportation. This seem it seems like there's all it always has to travel some distance. At least that's the general feeling some people have, right? Like yeah, but if you look at any quantum circuit, <laughs> it, it is it is uh, yeah. a complicated form of teleportation in the <laughs> I mean, I mean, of course, there, there's the other aspect of um, teleportation that we can think about is the idea of wormholes like you could i mean i mean we, we talked about it in previous episode but but if you imagine there exists some kind of a wormhole from point a to point b and you just jump into the wormhole like i, I don't know like one, one of those marvel heroes right you can just make that portal that's kind of like teleportation sort of oh. and i would just point out that a uh a wormhole is very easy to simulate on a quantum computer. You could easily write an algorithm to simulate a quantum wormhole and do little teleportation experiments inside your quantum computer. And that would actually be a genuine form of teleportation in the, fact, in the way that we're talking about. Yeah, I, well, I mean, if, 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 if I listen to follow our previous episode, it, it, was that the previous one about wormholes? The... Uh, it's not in the second. Oh, it's previous. not the previous. Yeah, well, one of the other episodes about wormholes. It turns out that there's this this perspective where wormholes are equivalent to entanglement. So, in a very real sense, if if this conjecture is is correct, it's called ER equals EPR. That means that you know teleportation right now using entanglement is basically the same thing as literally some particles going through a kind of like a microscopic wormhole and we appear on the other side like it's very real so so the two might might be you know 
two sides of the same coin, basically. I think the smart money is uh, going in that direction. <laughs> so we have a we have an audience question. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this one to you, Mikey. Uh, so can we create avatars of ourselves within this quantum computer and then manipulate the universe to give our quantum versions their favorite ice cream? Well, it's not a quantum version, to be clear here. It is the same version in a quantum computer. Um, Wait, you can't uh, copy it. Sorry, you cannot copy yeah. yourself. Yeah, these are these are avatars. These are yeah. genuine, genuine. These are you. Sorry, your, your avatar is you. <laughs> if you. If you create the avatar, you have to be destroyed because no copy and no deleting theorem. Yeah, they can't exist at the same time. So it's like an avatar, but one that cannot <laughs> exist at the same time as you. And that is kind of what makes it a genuine copy of you. Uh, not genuine copy, <laughs> a, a genuine uh, you. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can do a crappy copy job, I guess. You don't have to copy precisely. <laughs> no, 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 actually, that's, that's interesting. That's true. The, 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 fact that, the fact that your avatar and you cannot exist in the same light code, in the same causal sphere of influence, um, is really what makes it a genuine you, and not just some Frankenstein yeah. copy of you. No, but, but, but there could be a crappy copy. There, there are these universal... Uh, yeah, but that's not what they're talking about, right? That's yeah, yeah they're, they're universal quantum copying devices, but it makes a crappy copy. It means that there are definitely going to be some errors. Uh -huh. So you could have like a Franken, Frankenstein avatar. We have a high standard now. We're talking about Planck scale pixels. Like oh, that's possible. Let's, let's, let's keep our standards up. <laughs> Yeah, then it's not so much about quantum computer. I guess you can say if you jump into a black hole and then some Hawking radiation comes out and someone try to re reconstruct you. Well, I, that, yeah, that's not quantum computing. That just is, you know, the, the world, right? Um, mm. So I don't know. Yeah, this, this is tricky, right? You can't, it depends on what you mean by avatar. It's not quite avatar. It depends on what you mean, I think. In case there's any confusion, just, you know, Tim was talking about, you know, if Sahil was one particle, we could teleport him. You know, if Sahil was 10 particles on quantum computers today, you could simulate him on memory and teleport him to the hard drive. <laughs> ah, so all I need to do is reduce my number of particles and become less particles. <laughs> we need better quantum computers. <laughs> 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 But it gives you a sense of what will happen if that ever happens. And that's why actually, personally, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about, you know, when people say we're, this revolution is happening soon, people don't understand if, if we really master quantum computers, we'll be gods. <laughs> it's not an easy feat. It's not something that's going to happen quickly in the next few years. So, Wow. Well, maybe demigods, but... <laughs> But yeah, um, so I guess like we're we're running up close to time. And so what I'm getting from this is that, yes, you can teleport in a quantum mechanical sense, but it's just incredibly difficult because you need to keep track of everything yeah. that's entangled with the thing that you want to teleport. Yeah, let's just add the only genuine way of teleporting 
is the quantum mechanical teleportation. I would also add that it's surprising that it's that easy. <laughs> you mean like if you can do it in a quantum computer? Yeah, the, the fact that it's possible at all. I mean, it's uh, it's not. It wasn't obvious to people for a long time. <laughs> uh, see, I see. Uh, any anything else you guys want to add before we before we head out? You know, when people talk about teleportation, there's all these, you know, these sci-fi imageries on on like, oh yeah, it's like in, in Star Trek, you just press a button, you disappear and you reappear somewhere else. And then it raises all these philosophical questions. You know, it's like, hey, when that actually happens, is that you is that final you you? Like, or maybe you just died and reappeared, or like what 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 gives, right? And there's all these philosophical conundrum. And it's so interesting that, you know, if you really think about the physical world, which is inherently quantum mechanical, it solves all these ambiguity for you, right? Because there's no coning, no deleting. So if you genuinely teleport, yeah, that's, that's you, you know, in every sense of the world, in, in every sense of the word. So I think that's another instance where if you ask good physics questions, you kind of get like a good answer. <laughs> Otherwise... <laughs> It gets all messed up. It's like, oh, philosophy, does it make sense? Does it not make sense? But, you know, but anyway, I, I guess the conclusion is, yeah, you just have to think about this question using physics, really, and think really hard, and then you get the right answer, which is, you know, unique quantum teleportation to really talk about teleportation at all. And it turns out it's possible, at least theoretically. The way of the, the 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 right way of thinking about these kinds of things, uh, in the way Tim was alluding to, uh, is something that's really only started to happen like the last few years, and so it's really exciting. And it just from an observer standpoint, watching this come together, because if you think about the questions that people were asking like seven years ago versus the questions that people asked them two years ago, they're of a totally different nature, and it's it's a uh, kind of creating, I would say, a mini revolution in the field. I think I think on that note we should uh, we should end here and and I want to thank all the listeners for for joining us and we'll see you all next week. Yeah, see you all next week.